new beginning. Welcome to the Grief Dreams Podcast. My name is Sean Ram alongside Dr. Joshua Black. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Ontario, Canada. Joshua, how are you today? I'm doing good, Sean. It's a great day. The weather's uh, being warm, so able to walk around a little bit more and, you know, being quarantined. It's uh, one of those things that I love doing in the fresh air and just getting some, uh, I guess, some needed exercise too. Yeah, it's uh, even that much more vital in today's day and age to get out and uh, get some fresh air and walk around. Uh, very important. So yeah, we're happy to be back podcasting uh, today. And uh, it's something we love to do. Want to appreciate everybody for listening. Want to thank you for donating to Patreon if you're doing that. Uh, again, we really appreciate that. Also, Sean, yes, I got another surprise to, to share with the listeners if they aren't following my Instagram. I have another article that just got released, academic article in uh, the journal Death Studies. And a lot of people just think I'm this grief dreams guy, but I have other talents, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got other skills. And one of the things I looked at in my PhD was continuing bonds. And so this article that is titled Internalized versus Externalized Continuing Bonds, Relations to Grief, Trauma, Attachment, Openness to Experience and Post-Somatic Growth is out now. And so if you want more information on that, you can just go to the, our website to look at the abstract for that. But it's, uh, it should move the field forward in that area. And it will allow a lot of people to understand continuing bonds in a different way, which I'm really excited for. Because I sort of said, like, if to understand dreams, you also have to understand how people connect with people when they're awake. And that's what continuing bonds are. So understanding one will help understand the other. Oh, it's phenomenal and it's important. It's really important to have that research out there uh, for other researchers to look at and other people who are interested in the topic to look at and push forward as well. And I know you're doing a bunch of interviews to push the topic and to push your article, which is great. And that just helps us and helps society at large legitimize and understand this important topic that uh, we talk about all the time, which is grief and loss and, and dreams of the deceased. Uh, so amazing stuff. Really happy to hear that. Let's continue on. On today's podcast, we have with us a return guest, Molly Schultz. And she appeared first on episode 82. And uh, so Molly is a stay-at-home mom of six kids, all under the age of eight. And she recently had uh, the six kids. So we are so happy to talk to her about that. Just to go back in episode 82, we actually talked about her dad being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer um, just a few months after her twins were born. And uh, before he passed, he signed over custody of his son Easton to her, or her half-brother. A year after he passed away, her and her husband, Tim, legally adopted Easton. Oh, yeah, it was a really cool story. It was great to have that conversation with Molly. And you can check out more about Molly um, on her website, tried, triedandtruemama.com, and through her Instagram with the same name, Tried and True Mama, and uh, on Facebook as well. Molly, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me back. Well, it's amazing to be able to talk to you again. I can't believe it's been so long. It feels like we just talked to you the other day. So, uh, but in that time, you had another little one, which, you know, congratulations uh, for that. Thank you. It's crazy that we had another one. I mean, it wasn't necessarily planned. We um, went wine tasting in Napa and then decided it would sounded like a really great idea and um it happened that day and so um <laughs> it's uh but you know we were excited and we wanted uh to add another one after knowing that we were already pregnant so we 
decided early on that we weren't going to find out what it was. We had done that with our second daughter. And so we kind of were just excited to do it again. Um, we just thought it would be a good surprise for the kids and for us. And uh, so we chose to wait until the baby was born to find out what it was. And it was crazy when Tim announced that it was a boy because we had just had four biological daughters. We didn't really think it was possible to have a boy. Mm-hmm. So that was just, it was crazy. And it was really amazing and very thankful for the surprise that he was. Wow, that is interesting. So why did you decide to do that just to switch it up again? Just to, <laughs> just to make it new? We're not, not know the gender? Yeah, I mean, it It was really fun to do when mm. we did it the, with our second daughter. And, um, and I think, too, I was... I really wanted Easton to have a brother. So I think for me, I'll just be honest, I didn't want the gender disappointment, I guess you could say, or um, just be like, oh, it's another girl. So, but when you wait until the end and you see the baby, it doesn't matter what it is. And so I knew if I just waited and if it was a girl at the end, it wouldn't matter because I would see her face and she would be here and, and all of that stuff. And so I, we just decided that was probably best for us. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess the odds were in your favor after four girls. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think that's amazing. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's cool to have two boys and four girls now. What uh, and, and you mentioned earlier that his name is Bowie. And what made you choose that name? We had decided that even if it was a girl or a boy, the name would be Bowie. We, I mean, our kids names are Presley, Easton, Sawyer, Lennon, Halen. So we kind of have like this rock star theme, which <laughs> we didn't really plan on that at first, but it's just kind of how it happened. And so we were like, well, we might as well keep the trend going. So what about Bowie? And so we just decided that even if it was a boy or a girl, its name would be Bowie, which was kind of nice for the kids because they knew from the beginning that's the name. And so they they were always calling the baby Bowie, baby Bowie. And so when he was born, it, you know, they just knew right away that his name was going to be Bowie and they loved it. Uh, I'm so happy that it's named after David Bowie for those living under a rock, rock star David Bowie. But um, yeah, I, I, that's such an amazing name and he was such an amazing artist. So I think that that, that brings me a lot of joy. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I, I think it's the coolest name ever. I, I, I think that of all the kids, he has the best name. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Don't tell the others. Yeah. <laughs> Although Presley's really cool too. I like that. Yeah, she she has a cool I mean they all kind of have cool names. Yeah, but, you're um... right. You guys won. You guys did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. And so um what's it been like having the new child and also maybe your any grief triggers that may have came up throughout the um either the pregnancy or uh since we last talked to you? Yeah, so when I was pregnant, it was right before he was born, I was really upset because, you know, this is the one baby that I have that I will never have a picture of my dad holding. And like, that was very difficult for me to overcome. And, but I had someone actually message me and say, um, he is holding him right now. He's holding him in heaven right now. And so that image for me was like really powerful and really, uh, it helped a lot. So whoever that person was that messaged me, um, 
I just thank them so much for, for saying that to me. And, um, and so when he was born, I like had him, um, lay on top of some of my dad's old clothing and, um, just kind of get a picture in that way, um, showing that, you know, he still can quote unquote have a picture with Bowie in this life for me to kind of enjoy and um, have. And so that was really important for me. But um, as far as like the grief and everything, I didn't really feel really, really sad that my dad's like not here to like do stuff. It was more of the picture for some reason. Like I don't have proof that he, he was here and, um, and stuff like that. But I don't know. Time has gone so fast. It's been four years now, um, just a couple weeks ago. And it, that blows my mind. I can't believe it's already been four years. And, and I don't know, it's just crazy that time can go so fast. And I mean, I'm so busy. It's hard to kind of stop and grieve and, and all that stuff. And, and in a way, I'm kind of thankful for that because um, I'm, I, my kids just keep me so busy and on my toes and, and stuff like that. That's an interesting idea of taking a picture with your dad's clothes and Bowie, like to get that sort of visual of them being together. Pinterest. There was an idea on Pinterest that I found. It's a, it's a beautiful and creative way to have that continuing bond. And I know in the last podcast, we talked about how close you were with your father. He was like a best friend to you. And I think, uh, you know, what better way than to do those type of things when that moment arises. I think, Uh, capitalizing on that moment when you feel those emotions and feel like you need to maybe do something or or have that uh, bond in some way. And and I think that's a really great, great idea maybe for for other people as well to listen to if if they want to do something like that. But yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, thank you. I, um, I just, it was really important to me. So I'm glad that I found that idea. And I think Tim at first was like, what are you doing? Why are you pulling out those boxes? And um but at the end afterwards he was like oh that's actually a really cool idea so it was nice i'm curious have you had any dreams of him since because um that'd be interesting to sort of if they were ever together to get that image yeah so so when i was pregnant um i went for my anatomy scan at about 20 weeks which is where they figure out if it's a boy or girl and they you know they check his brain and and all of that stuff and um, at the end, the woman was like, okay, do you want to know what you're having? And I was like, I don't want to know. And she was like, okay. And, but she knew, and it was kind of interesting because I was like, she is the only person on the planet right now that knows what this baby is. <laughs> and, um, but I went home that night and I was talking to Tim and I was like, should we find out? Like, I don't know if it's worth waiting anymore. And, um, he's like, we'll talk about it, you know, tomorrow, just sleep on it. And that night I had a dream and my dad came to me and we were kind of like in a white room and he appeared and he was walking towards me and I just kept focusing on his face because that's what I usually have done in the other dreams is, you know, study his face, make sure you don't forget what he looks like. And so I was just focusing completely on him. And I wasn't noticing anything else. And then all of a sudden, as he got closer, I noticed that he was holding a baby and the baby was wrapped in a light blue blanket. And I couldn't see the baby's face. 
I just saw the blanket and we looked at each other and he smiled at me, but we never spoke. We never said anything to each other. Uh, we just kept staring at each other and smiling and looking down at this baby wrapped in a blanket and looking back at each other and smiling more. And then I woke up and I kind of knew in that moment that it was going to be a boy. Wow, that's so wild. You ruined the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. I think it's so interesting, though. If it was a girl, it, it would have really ruined that dream. You know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but because it's a boy, it makes it like that well, dream. Actually, more who, powerful. Knows? who knows? It might have made her come to terms with having a girl if, if it came in a dream like that. I think I think that's so crazy having going through the pregnancy, thinking about it, having a conversation that night with your husband uh, about maybe wanting to know about the gender and then having the dream like that's too too much of a coincidence there that's crazy yeah it's way too much of a coincidence and um yeah i mean if, i think if it was a girl i kind of would have been just like okay i'm just meant to be you know a girl mom and one boy and and stuff but i don't know like i i felt like um, after I woke up, like my dad is sending a brother for Easton because that's all Easton has wanted is someone to share a room with because all of his sisters share a room with each other. And so for him, I was like, he's getting a brother. Like, this is crazy. But then, you know, the rest of the pregnancy, it's like, oh, it's probably a girl. Oh, maybe it's a boy. I mean, I just kept going back and forth anyway. So, yeah. Is that question? As Easton gets older, do you see your dad in him? I do. They they both had, my father had a really goofy personality and Easton is very much like that. And so I see little quirks of my father in Easton a lot. Uh, the, the biggest difference between the two is my dad was very athletic and Easton is way more into like robotics and stuff like that. So that's a little different, but I mean, personality-wise, they're very similar. That's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, like I don't know if I've I've heard of something. I think I have heard of dreams like this before, or sometimes they'll the deceased will tell the person that they're even pregnant before they know. So I think it's kind of cool that you you as much as you want it to be a secret, there was this moment where. Um, you got a chance to know. And I always find that fascinating because it makes me sit in the mystery of life and like, what what's going on here? And you'd think the body would maybe know, you know, in a way. So I can see see that coming through. But yeah, it's. Uh, did you um, tell anyone about that? Because I know you're trying to keep it a secret, right? Everything a secret. Did you tell anyone that you had that dream or did you keep that more or less hidden? I told him because I woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't want to know anymore. And he kind of was like, what, what changed your mind? And I was like, Oh, my dad just came to me in a dream and told me what it is. <laughs> um, and then I told my best friend too. Um, so she knew as well, cause she believes in all of that kind of stuff too. And so she was like, Oh, it's for sure a boy. And um, so, so yeah, Tim, I think Tim was still kind of like, what uh it could still be a girl you know and um because he i mean he has four girls it's impossible for him to understand too that it could be a boy you <laughs> know he preparing. has to see it. he's just preparing <laughs> yeah. for the uh likelihood of having another girl and uh yeah i can right. totally understand that yeah 
But yeah, that would definitely yeah. uh, push him. Because I remember you are saying, like, I don't know, in the last podcast you were talking about, like, I'm not sure, like, what he believes about the dreams and stuff. But I think, like, having that dream and sharing it can help people understand maybe a little more of the significance of these dreams or how powerful these dreams can be in someone's life. So I think that's kind of, I'm glad you shared it with him. Yeah, definitely. He he gets a kick out of um, my beliefs and stuff. But when I talk to him about my dad and dreams, he's he's very much more like, okay, I understand. I, I can see that and stuff. So. I love it. I love it. And then you, uh, you mentioned you had another dream to us. And what was the other dream? So this was around Christmas because my birthday is on Christmas Eve. And so I always get signs from my dad, you know, around my birthday and stuff. And but this one was probably a couple days before my birthday. And in the dream, I was at my childhood home, which I haven't been to since, I don't know, I was 18 or 19. Um, And he was in my old room and he kind of peeked around the corner and I saw him and he smiled at me and I ran up to him and I gave him a huge hug. And he was basically like soon it's going to be your fourth birthday without me and I was like that doesn't even seem possible dad and um, I just held him tighter and hugged him tighter because I really wanted to like savor that moment of actually hugging him and he um, kind of backed away and all of a sudden Bowie was in his arms Bowie was about seven months old at the time and it was just like him completely and he um, they both kind of winked at me and he said, you may, or I'm closer than you realize. And then he said, happy birthday malls, which is what he used to call me. And then I woke up and I have some theories about what he, the winking and stuff means, but um, it was, it was cool because in that moment, I, in my mind, I have a picture of them together. I don't have proof of it. I don't have a physical copy of it. But I do have that picture, which is something that I, you know, it was hard for me to understand and and get over. So I'm really thankful for that. And then I'm also thankful for, you know, being able to hug him because it had been maybe two years, maybe two years plus since the last time I was like able to really hug him. And so that was just really important and amazing. And I woke up and I was like on cloud nine and I was like, this is going to be the best birthday ever, you know? And <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. I love it. I got tears in my eyes just cause like, it's so powerful um, for, for your birthday coming up and for him to wish you a happy birthday. Like, like that imagery to me is just like, it's so amazing. You always have some great dreams, <laughs> but you're right. I think the, uh, the picture, because you're mentioning that, that's why you took the picture with his clothes and for you to then have this moment, like what that can do for you. For sure. For sure. It, um, you know, he doesn't come to me very often, but when he does, he kind of hits it out of the park and I'm very <laughs> thankful for that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, that picture, I, I can close my eyes and I can just see them both together and it's just awesome. See, this would be really good if we could actually record or take photographs of our dreams when we're dreaming. Like that, like these are the moments that I would love to replay or have like a, you know, like a, a face or a dream book or, you know, like we can actually like just, you know, like put your dreams in after like the good ones you want to save and then you can just like replay it like a movie, like in Waking Life. Yeah. It's so cool. 
I think that's the next yeah. step. <laughs> next step in human technological advancement. Elon Musk, those guys, those geniuses can probably come up with something like that. Who knows? What was For um sure. what were what are your theories about the winking? So I Tim thinks I'm crazy. I'm sorry, Tim, when you listen to this. <laughs> um he I think that my father has come back as Bowie. I think that um I I think that he would be a better brother to Easton than he ever was a father. And so I just think that he has come back to be my son and maybe learn more from me than he could teach me um, type of a thing. And I don't know. I It'll be interesting to see as he gets older if he says anything um, about you know, when he was my dad or anything like that. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Um, but yeah, that's my theory right now. <laughs> that is interesting because I have so many questions because of it. It's like, like, how do you, would you ever know? Unless he says, Molly, I'm your father. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like I, I can't see that. It's never, you know, like, so how would you know? Is it like a personality, personality type? Like what, what would be some giveaways, I guess, would be a good question. I think that, you know, if he were to mention something about my childhood or, you know, a vacation we went on or something I did when I was little, something like that. I don't I don't know if he would ever do that, but that would be kind of a giveaway. I'm kind of on a big um, reincarnation with kids book reading kick right now. And so it's just fascinating what kids say. And so I'm just really excited for what he could potentially say to me down the line um I don't know I I think I would ask him you know what's heaven like and what do you remember and um we'll see we'll see what happens but that's just my kind of my theory right now yeah and and I haven't spent a lot of time with children lately but uh what I've read about them <laughs> what I've read about kids in general I'd say children have a blank slate and they come out pretty inquisitive and you know pure they're like they're not really tainted by like kind of the, the pressures of society at that point um but yeah they, they're they're very creative and imaginative and they can say some pretty insightful interesting things right especially in those early years and you really never know like you said they, they can say some pretty peculiar interesting stuff and you just never know with with that type of a mind that's free to kind of explore thoughts that come into the psyche, um, unlike some, like as someone as an adult who, who's kind of built up uh, various mind traps and cages. Um, but yeah, kid, kids are special in that way. So I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 your kid said some really interesting stuff growing up. I mean, and you've probably seen that right through having having the children that you have uh, of the unique weird kind of odd odd almost insightful things that they tend to say oh for sure and one of my twins actually talks about her mom nina a lot um and so i'm like did was you know in her past life was her mom <laughs> nina? i don't wow. know you know like it's just really interesting to to yeah. i don't know kids are just it's so interesting to me that whole topic so um but yeah, they're all different and they all have their own little quirks. And um, some of them are so funny and some of them are so serious. And it's just, it's hilarious. I know in some religions, that's a, a, a key part of what they believe. And was it, is it the, uh, 
Tibetan monks, the Dalai Lamas reincarnate. Is that what it is? I think that's so like, I think so. After the one dies and they find out where the next one's born, it's the same sort of soul. Yeah, Buddhism. And, and a lot of the Dalai Lamas are chosen at a very young age. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they see something in a child at an incredibly young age. You know, I think it's four or five. And they see something special, right? And that's just like, you know, and in our Western society, like, you know, children have always been the conduits almost for magic in, in, in fiction books and stuff like that. Like, you know, that's the age when the, you know, the possibilities are open and their imagination runs wild. Like, that's why they create imaginary friends and stuff like that. Like, it's very... But are they creating imaginary friends, or are they real? Right, yeah. Right? yeah don't, we yeah. don't know. Are they just right. participating? Right? <laughs> Getting Molly going. <laughs> I know. It's so fascinating. I mean, it's like the coolest topic. It's just, yeah. it's so cool to think about. It is, it is. And that's why I like sitting in the mystery, because we don't really know as much as we want to feel that we do. But we just don't know. And I think it's kind of cool. And it's great to think about I'm interested if this is the case, will you continue to dream of your father um, as your father or will you, your father come in your dreams as more of Bowie? I don't know. That's so fast. I didn't think about that. So These are I don't know. We have to talk about. <laughs> I know. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it because it's not like a conversation we have often. Um, really <laughs> um, but, yeah. uh, it is a very interesting topic and for so for me it's like how were you how would that process how would for your grief what would that then look like right now that he's going to be say like a a, uh, a brother to his son and that's got to be kind of cool in the sense of you're not alone as much as maybe before very interesting yeah that's it is it's it's very comforting when I mm. think about, um, you know, could it be my father? And it, I don't, I haven't felt so much grief over it the last couple of months. Cause I mean, his four year anniversary was two weeks ago and so of dying. And so I wasn't sad. I kind of just held on to Bowie tighter and snuggled him more and was like, I'm good. And so, and for Tim, he's like, that's crazy. This theory is kind of nuts. And, um, <laughs> And so he's like, I mean, if it makes you feel better, I'm not going to tell you any different. You know, he's kind of just like, that it works for you, then okay, we'll talk about it in five years when he proves that he's really not, you know, kind of a thing. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, it, it it's incredibly interesting. And, and that's just um, the mystery of as humans, there's a lot to be discovered amongst us. You know, like, there's a lot we don't know about it ourselves they don't know about how certain things impact other things and look um bowie is your dad's genetics as well right so that's that's passed down and, and how how does genetics play in the next generations how does it play a part in their lives and their personalities and their in their uh collected memory uh these are all aspects that we don't really have a firm understanding about and I think there's a mist again, sitting in the mystery of all that is is important and being open to the idea. And again, this is one of those things where you want to lean on intuition in, in an aspect almost because, you know, that gut feeling and you, see, you know, and that's what you have is that kind of feeling of like, hmm, and that dream kind of reaffirms certain yeah. things for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Without that dream, would you even consider that? 
have considered that? I don't think so, honestly. Hmm. I don't think That's that cool. I would have. I mean, because he's so young, you, I can't really tell anything about his personality yeah. or or anything like that yet. So, no, I don't think that I would have. And this is just the power of dreams, right? How it just it can change your belief system or make you think differently about a situation. I kind of, I really like that. Yeah. And hey, as you said, yeah. like it's and it's comforting to you and it's helping you process your grief in a different way. And I love it. I love yeah. that. Do you remember your, um, on the last podcast, you talked about your father's last words to you. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. What was that? They, he, well, I had come to him and said, you know, the judge said yes, that, um, or signed the paperwork and I have custody of Easton. And he said, wow, Miles, that makes me so happy. I love you so much. And those were his last words. Yeah, and that, that's a that was such a amazing thing to hear. And those were his last words to anybody, really. To anybody, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's and that's that shows you where his mind obviously was at and where his heart was at, and uh, being happy and and feeling uh, relieved that you know it, it went to the place where he wanted it to go to. And uh, how is your relationship? How is it now with your father in these last four years? I get signs from him all the time. I His numbers um, when he played hockey as a kid were either the number six or the number 16. And so I get signs from him all the time. And usually at that, the grocery store, my total will be like, you know, 60, 16 or at the gas station, um, it'll be something 6, 16. I just see it all the time. And even on, on the way to the hospital when Bowie was born, the car in front of me, the whole way to the hospital, at the end of the license plate was 616. And the whole time, Tim was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. And I was like, he's here. He's here. Um, and so it's just really comforting. I talk to him every day and um, I journal um, like little letters and notes to him. And um, yeah, I, I, I like see him every day in some way, which is really amazing. And you know what those all are, Molly? Those no, are, those are, are they? <laughs> they're continuing bonds and they're called internalized continuing bonds, which is what the article was about. And they're actually very helpful um, for some after loss, especially in helping with post-traumatic growth. So I think it's, you know, it's, that's why I say it's beautiful that you keep doing this because the research is showing it is beneficial for our spirits to be able to go that way. That's awesome. Some, yeah. Some some people it is more say the the coins or the numbers. Other people it's more the just memories. But it's it's all like those positive, um, deliberate ruminations of yeah. them in their life is it seems to be very helpful. Uh, yeah, and it's like it's it's you know that idea of tapping into your ancestors. I think that's where that kind of comes from almost. Where you know there again there are a lot of cultures and a lot of old traditions where people really seek that more. They seek those bonds a lot more proactively than maybe, you know, in general us in, I guess, Western cultures, um, either they're really trained, uh, you know, in their cultures to kind of look at dreams and, and analyze those dreams, or they're trained to kind of have moments or rituals that are, uh, help them connect them to their ancestors. And I, but, and then this is just my idea personally, but like, I feel like I'm, I'm starting to think more about the importance of the, an, the ancestry, not just grandparents, but even further beyond that is like, how does that play a part in our 
day-to-day lives as we, that recent generation, goes about. And maybe, in my personal opinion, that it maybe it's to kind of help us move forward or, or, you know, face this life's challenges. You know, maybe that's what it's there for, but who knows, right? And continuing bond seems to do that, uh, help out in that, those situations, right? They, they seem to, they seem to help an individual overcome challenges in their daily life. And they seem to help them, uh, come to terms with something that they've been struggling with, which is, uh, which is really interesting of the, some people who have died that are, you know, people who have died that are coming back and kind of playing an impact on your life. Definitely. Yeah. It's so comforting too. Like when you see the coins or the signs or the the numbers, it, it just makes you feel so good and brings a smile to your face and you just feel so happy for the next, you know, day or whatever. So it's, it's just amazing. On the la- on our last podcast, you mentioned you were writing a children's book. Have you finished that yet? <laughs> I <laughs> I have finished it. It's done. I just haven't <laughs> taken that step yet. <laughs> to make it an ebook? Yeah, or yeah. Just a click, that's, that's just a click away. No pressure. No pressure. Hey, that that the kudos for finishing it. That's uh that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. and then uh one of the other topics i wanted to talk about um maybe shortly is that you're going also like you're part of this world and there's a pandemic going on and all your kids are home so how's that been like for you it's been really interesting i mean they they there's so many of them so they really love playing with each other and they kind of rotate playmates all day and so for me it's it's a lot easier because, you know, sometimes one of them will take Bowie into the other room and play cards with him. And someone will take one of the twins downstairs and do gymnastics. And so they're always kind of rotating what they're doing. So that's really fun. Um, But they love school so much that they're always asking me to do school with them. And there's only so much you can do, you know, with kids school wise every single day. And um, they're always like, let's play math games and let's do science projects. And it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, um, but we're, we've been baking a lot, which they love. And I'm really nervous about this summer and, you know, how Tim and I are going to look out on the beach with them. But, um, <laughs> but we're having fun. You know, they, they, they're really fun kids. They're so young and, you know, they don't really have attitudes yet. So, Everything to them is fun. Even sweeping the kitchen floor is fun for them. So, so we're trying to stay busy and just kind of rotate all of the different activities every once in a while. That's cool. Hey, if you wanted me to uh, teach them about dreams <laughs> and do a, do a webcast for them, I'm more than happy to do that for you. <laughs> Give you a breather. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's interesting. So is there any tips maybe for those who are are in your shoes in that sense? So how do you do? Is there apps that you use to help them with their learning? Or is there like what kind of tips you can give parents right now going through this time? With um, schooling, we have our own, um, the, the district kind of set up a online thing. So I don't know if everybody kind of has that same platform it's called seesaw i think you have to be um like put into it 
Um, but we do go, there's a, there's an app called Go Noodle and it's like an exercise app with really fun songs that will never get out of your head for the next five days. Um, but the kids love Go Noodle. So we do Go Noodle a lot. Um, Math Playground and I can't remember the other one is a really good math one for kids. It's from kindergarten up through maybe eighth grade. And then we do a lot of ABC Mouse because it's super fun for the kids too. So they'll take turns doing ABC Mouse. And and that's been really helpful for me because they have all different kinds of games and stuff like that. So those are like the three main things that we've been doing. But I mean, go on Pinterest and just, you know, Pinterest um, kids baking ideas and they'll give you so many and the kids will just adore it. So that's really what we've been doing. And um, just recipes like pizza dough and I don't know, just a whole bunch of different recipes. I think that's the best way to keep them busy. Yeah. And I want to come to your house. That sounds fun. <laughs> Maybe you do a webcast for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, as look, as an adult, I'd say that you maybe try to, I guess the, I'll just speak for myself, but there's a period where you distance yourself from those type of things because you think you have to be an adult and you work a job and do adult things. But those things are so important. It, it, it expands your brain, learning new things and, and just gives you new, something new in general, gives you that opportunity to kind of uh, be free for a moment without pressure and say, okay, today I'm going to learn how to bake a cake or you know, today I'm going to learn how to sew or something like that. And and I think with kids, they're so open and so willing to adventure into new things that it's vital for them to kind of have those new moments and new experiences. So, yeah, I think Pinterest is a great idea because, you know, Pinterest is constantly new ideas that you can kind of uh, tweak and see what works for you. So, yeah, that that's that's a great tool to use. Definitely. We, um, I have a quick funny story too. So we had the kids go on a, on a nature walk and I told them to collect things for a habitat because they have all these little animal, animal figurines at home. So collect whatever you think that would make a great habitat for these little animals at home. And so they brought along little baggies and we had started our walk and Tim turns around and looks at Easton's bag and holds it up. And Easton, I posted a video of this, actually. It was so funny. Um, he had picked up dog poop and thought it was a rock <laughs> in his little baggie. <laughs> this looks nice. <laughs> uh, no. That's going to be Oh, kids. God love them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, I, I think little, those mini challenges, those mini missions, uh, that sounds like something that'd be so important for kids. And, and I think it's important for people and adults in general. But um, I think uh, that's such a great idea to get them kind of thinking and talking to them like they're people rather than just like, oh, they're kids and they have to do everything we say. Well, here's a challenge for you to go do this. I think that's a great idea. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think too, and like getting them into the kitchen and doing that stuff, those are things I never really did. So I'm just like learning, like they're learning now on how to better my kitchen game. And it's a very useful skill to have. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, for our final question that we always like to ask here is if you have a dream tonight of uh, someone who has died, it could be your dad or David Bowie, <laughs> who would that be and what would that look like? 
Um, I think that I would have a dream with my dad, his wife, my grandparents that have all passed away, um, and all of us just outside having a barbecue, sitting around talking, and the kids kind of running around, and um, just having that picture in my mind of all of these people that I love that don't really know each other, you know, my grandparents don't know my, my kids and stuff, and um, just having that picture of all of them together would just be very amazing for me. Oh, that's beautiful. And since it's a dream, do you want your kids to be the one cooking the barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think no, your dad. My husband, my husband think... is an amazing barbecuer. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to see, uh, and, and this is a selfish wish, but I'd like to see your dad as David Bowie holding both. <laughs> Like dressed For up sure. like Halloween, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. the full Bowie look. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's cool, that's amazing. Well, you know, this has been such a fun conversation, and I'm glad you're able to come back on. I know you're busy, um, doing all sorts of stuff right now with homeschooling and everything. Um, but thank you so much. I, I loved hearing those dreams, they're so so beautiful and they're so inspiring and i love when people can share those comforting dreams that help them throughout this crazy life so um, once again thank you so much for coming on it's, it's been such a great conversation yeah thank you guys for having me it was good to catch up again i was listening to episode 82 today and and it brought a lot of good feelings because you know this is such a great episode and, and just hearing your story uh from from you know talking about your dad's death and talking about you know that your children uh i think that that was really cool to have that talk and now we get to catch up with you so that was awesome could you um give everybody a, uh your links and uh, where people can find you and your website yeah so on instagram or facebook you can do at tried and true mama it's m-a-m-a and then my website is tried and true tried and true mama.com and if you go on Amazon, right, that's where the ebook will be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, I promise I work on that. <laughs> Next time you're on, hopefully it's up. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's your it's your quarantine project. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, perfect. Um, all right, excellent. And uh, everybody can check out our platform at griefstreams.ca for more information on the topic. We added a donation button, and there are perks to those who donate. And if you have Facebook, you can join the Grief Dreams group. You can share your dreams or hear more dreams of others. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Grief Dreams. And uh, again, just to uh, let everybody know, we have another podcast called the Grief Cafe Podcast. Uh, and they have a website. We have a website, griefcafe.com. And as always, we like to end the podcast with love and gratitude from us to you. Introduce myself. You have introduced yourself. This is a very good conversation.